This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome back to More Than Conquerors Radio and week number two's four-day message of Pastor Ray's life-changing series. Time again to reset your spiritual priorities. Last week, because Pastor focused on priorities that dealt with a direct relationship with the Father, those priorities were more intimate in nature, dealing with our personal fellowship with God and developing a stronger faith walk and more meaningful prayer life. This week's message will highlight identifying and putting into operation the more practical priorities designed to ensure a better everyday life, learning to trust God, being kind and pure of heart, practicing forgiveness, and imitating those whose life is evidence of God's favor. Once again, Pastor will remind his listeners the importance of a strong love walk and of not just hearing the word and being a part-time doer, but rather persistent in learning the word and consistent in doing what it says. Here's more on the importance of once again resetting those more practical spiritual priorities. So we're talking about the spiritual priorities. How should we do these things? What, what, are, what would I consider, what should we all consider the most important things? Because if you don't have these spiritual priorities in place, it's going to affect all the other things that are connected to your life. If your spiritual priorities are out of line and you're not doing these things, and these, and these are all basic things. These are all very simple things Uh, You know, up to this point, what I've shared has been very, very basic and it'll continue to be basic because I really believe that we need to keep going back, reinforcing the foundation because it's the foundation that the devil is trying to kick out from under you. Because if that foundation gets weak, if that foundation gets weakened, if that foundation is not kept strong, if that foundation isn't constantly being looked at and checked and strengthened and reinforced, Eventually what's going to happen is that foundation is going to weaken to the point that it weakens the structure and the structure is going to come down. So we don't want that to happen. We want to be on top. We want to be strong, right? We, we talked about many things, but let's just review for the sake of uh, the people that are, are here tonight. We first of all gave diff- definitions of priorities. What are priorities? Well, definition for priorities simply means something that is more important than other things and that needs to be done or dealt with first. Priorities are things that someone cares about and thinks are important. That's what priorities are. They're the important things in our life. And, and as we're, we're going over this stuff, I think we need, to, we, need to, we need to check ourselves out. Are these things that I'm talking about and sharing with you, are these important to you? Are these things that are forefront in your thinking? Are these on your mind on a daily basis? Are you attentive to Are you monitoring yourself, let's put it that way, as to where you are in these things that we've been talking about? Are you a doer of them or you're just a knower of them? See, just knowing the spiritual principles and knowing the priorities and knowing these simple basic things is not going to help you. You just can't be a knower, you've got to be a doer of them. Is everybody with me? Give me a better amen than that. You've got to be a doer. So we talked about... um, 
a couple of things. I found, I found this to be true in my life, that when my spiritual priorities are in order, when these things that we're talking about are in order in my life, my spiritual priorities, life just seems to go better. Just things seem to work better. I have a clearer mind. I feel a stronger connection to the Lord. I feel just a greater peace in my life. I feel a greater power in my life for me, you know, to minister and to to help people. I just feel a greater, greater, um, just anointing in my life when my spiritual priorities are in order. But when my spiritual priorities get out of order, when I'm getting weak in these things, and other things are taking priority, other things are taking first place over these spiritual priorities, then I feel weakened, and I don't feel as strong, and I don't, I don't flow as good. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Life is harder. It's, it, the challenges become even more challenging when my spiritual priorities are not in order. Is everybody with me? All right. So we talked about several things. Let's just go over them again. We talked, number one priority is fellowship with God. Everybody's great. And we, talk, we said this, we said that, you know, uh, it's, it's possible to have relationship without fellowship, right? You know, the, you know the example, if you've been here for the Thursdays, very simple. You can be married and, and have a marriage relationship, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have fellowship. Have, all, the, all the married people said amen. amen. Or so I heard someone say, I know. Right? You, you can have the relationship, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have the fellowship. You're not communicating, you're not talking, you're not sharing. So even though technically you're married, there is no fellowship. So I say this to all the believers here, you know, we are all in right relationship with God. Once you've been born again and you've accepted the Lord into your life, you are in right relationship. But the question is, are you keeping fellowship with the Lord? And that really depends on you. That means, are you spending time with God? Are you shutting the door and going into the secret place and, you know, shutting out all of the distractions? Uh, how many of you know that it, the distractions of life, right? The TV is one of the biggest distractions. More, they, they've got it worked out, so it just keeps sucking you in. It holds you there. It keeps your attention. And if you're not careful, you'll watch five hours of TV and it'll go by just like that. Now, I'm not against TV watching, but I'm against the TV babysitting you. That's valuable time that you can be spending, some of it, fellowshipping with God. Just shutting out. And I found in my life the way, the way they have to fellowship with God. I've just got to shut everything out. I've got to get into that secret place, quiet place, whatever place you have to go. You say, well, pastor, there's nowhere for me to go in my house. Well, go to the bathroom and shut the door. Nobody's going to bother you in there. And you'll know that you've, been, you've spent some quality time when someone comes and knocks on the door and says, you've been in there a long time. I need to use the bathroom. Now, I actually had a friend that once told me, he said, nowhere to go to pray. He said, went to the bathroom and just shut the door and the, the toilet became the, the altar. Well, for some of us, it was an altar one time of our life when we went out and drank too much and had a hangover. And, <laughs> right? We definitely had some sweet fellowship with them. <laughs> Y'all remember those days, right? Yeah. So, so wherever you have to go to just shut out the distractions, we need to spend time in fellowship with God. So fellowshipping with God is a priority. How many of you would agree with me on that? Another priority is developing your faith. You see, every day, um, the Bible says that we are to walk by faith. The Bible says that the just live by faith. So faith is not something that we use as a spare tire when we're in trouble. Right? It's not like, 
well, okay, I'm in trouble, so now I've got to start using my faith. Let me dig out my faith. I've got to find my faith. Where did my faith go because I'm in trouble? Help me somebody find my faith. Faith is something that you need to develop and cultivate every single day. And the way you, the way you cultivate your faith, of course, is number one, you've got to be in the Word of God. Because the Word of God is what builds your faith. There's no other way that the scriptures teach us to build faith other than by hearing the word of God. So number one, you've got to hear the word of God. But the other way that you build faith is by taking the things that trouble you every day, your problems, your challenges, and turn them over to God and keep turning them over to God and lay the word of God on them. Is everybody with me? Lay the word of God on them. So every day we've got to... Uh, be mindful that our faith needs to, we've got to walk by faith every day, using our faith for the simplest things, right? So we talked, uh, talked about developing our faith, that's a priority. Number three, we talked about learning and doing the Word of God. Learning and doing the Word of God. And that, that simply means that we have a priority in our lives is to, to learn this Word, and not to just learn it so that we have head knowledge, because head knowledge isn't going to get you very far. The, the very first thing this word ought to do is change your life. So, so really, we've got to learn this word in a way and study this word and fellowship with this word and, and meditate on this word so that it will bring change to our lives. Because that's what the word is supposed to do. And we hold, our, we hold the word up to our lives and we say, we, we look at our lives through, through, the, through the word and we see that wherever there is an inconsistency or wherever there is, you know, an area that is got to be tightened up. Anybody have an area that she knows got to be tightened up? Well, the word, the word, by, by learning that word and studying that word and meditating on that word, you're going you're gonna to begin to see the areas in your own life that God wants to work on. And he doesn't just set you to work on them by yourself. He, by the Holy Spirit, will help you to work on those areas of your life. So one of the responsibilities is every day of our life, we've got to learn. That's why every day you ought to spend a little bit of time in the Word of God. Every day you ought to open up your Bible and read some verses. Meditate on those verses. Just don't, you know, I believe in reading, like, you know, they have these reading plans of the Bible. That's wonderful. And you can read through the Bible in a year. That's wonderful. Bible reading will definitely bless your life. But at some point you have to stop and you've got to get those verses and meditate on a few verses that, that mean something to you. And, and let those verses change your heart and change your life and become a part of you. It can't just be head knowledge. It's got to be heart knowledge. It's got to get on the inside of you. And the only way that happens is as you meditate on the Word. So when I'm saying you, you've got to learn the Word and do the Word, I'm not just saying you've got to get head knowledge. That's the, that's the beginning. But you've got to get this rhema knowledge, which is heart knowledge. This Word has got to become part of your heart. It starts in your head, but the more you meditate on it, the more you think about it, the more you speak it, the more you look at it, the more you hear it, the more it starts to find its way into your heart and it becomes what we call the life-giving word. It's not just the Logos word. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. The Logos word is the written word off of these, the pages of, the, of this Bible. The Logos, the frame of word is the word that becomes life in your heart. How many of you know the difference? You can read the word and you know it. You know, you, can, you, you say, uh, here, I'll give you one. You say, uh, we know, by his stripes we are healed. Well, you can read that off the pages and you say, yeah, okay, by his stripes we're healed. All right. By his stripes we're healed. I believe that. How many of you believe that? By his stripes. Well, the word says it and I believe it. 
but has it become rhema? Has it become a part of you? Has it become life-changing to you? You see, when it becomes, you know when it becomes life-changing to you, when you can look at it and say, by his stripes we are healed. 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 By his stripes I am healed. By his stripes I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. You see, you become, you become more ferocious with the word when it becomes a rhema to your life. Come on, can I get a better amen than that? So you have to take it from just head knowledge to heart knowledge. So we talked about the word of God, learning and then doing the word, putting the word into operation and practice in your life. And we, we looked at those verses last week where he said that, you know, uh, the man who heard the word and did something with it, acted on that word. He was, he, was a, he was like a man who built his house on a rock. The storm came, the flood rose, the, the lightning flashed, the thunder crashed, and yet that house did not go down. But the man who heard the word and didn't do anything about it, he sustained the same storm, but he had all the damage. His house went down because he was not founded on the word. So we've got to hear the word, but we also have to do the word. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. So tonight we'll just talk about this for a little bit, for the little bit of time that we have tonight. But I want you to open with me to the book of Luke. And let's go to chapter 18. And we'll use this verse as our pivotal verse tonight, our foundation verse, and then we'll go on from there. The priority that I want to talk about tonight is one that you all know so well and probably seek to do but often uh, find that it's, it's usually one of the things, one of the priorities in our life that really falls short. And that's the priority of prayer. The prayer priority. Everybody say prayer. Prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer and more prayer. Let me tell you what. When we understand the power of prayer and what prayer can do and what prayer will do, I mean, it can change the very direction of our lives. It can change uh, our situations. It can change challenges into victories and triumphs. Prayer is our communication with God. Prayer is powerful. And it's the very thing that the enemy will always get us distracted from. I don't know about you, but many times I get into prayer and I try, you know, I pray in different places in my house and different postures of prayer. But it seems no matter how I ever, however I start praying, somehow I end up thinking about something else. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You start off praying and you're praying in the Holy Ghost and you're praying the Word and next thing you're thinking about the shopping list. You're praying and you're, 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 you know, you're praying in the Spirit and you're shouting and you're praying and all of a sudden you're thinking about some errands you have to run. Or the job. Anybody know what I'm talking about? How distracted we get in prayer. And you know, a lot of times the enemy brings those distractions because he wants to short circuit your prayer. He wants to shut your prayer time down. And I can't tell you, and I have to be honest about it, how many times I started out praying and I ended up washing dishes. <laughs> you know, I'm praying, I, oh, wait a minute, I didn't wash my, my coffee cup from this morning. And, I, and you know, of course, I have to have everything in its place, uh, you know, so I don't like cups or dishes in the sink. So, oh, well, that's, the, see, see, you see, in, in that particular case, I have to remind myself, if I'm not careful, the dishes in the sink are going to become more priority than my prayer time. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The shopping list is going to become more priority than my prayer time. The work or my work or what I have to do is going to become more important than my prayer time. That becomes the priority, which is what? 
something that's more important or of greater importance to us than our time in prayer with the Lord. And what I'm saying to you tonight that we as believers, one of the most important priorities we have is to maintain a strong and powerful and consistent prayer life because that's our connection to God. Through our prayer life, we're going to get directions from God. We're going to get corrections from God. We're going to get wisdom from the Father, from the Spirit. How many of you need wisdom on a decision that you have to make? Well, you see, you're running hither and yon, to and fro, looking for someone to help you. The help is right there in the presence of God, on your knees in prayer. As you just pray before the Lord, wisdom will Will come. Direction will come. I can't tell you the amount of times that I've been stuck on something that needed to be done. And, and, and you know, I have to remind myself, all you have to do is pray. All you have to do is set that time aside and pray. And I, I would, you know, get myself into in the sanctuary here when nobody was around or in my house and just walk up and down and just pray and just wait on the Lord. You see, pray in the Spirit, pray in tongues if, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now we've got to get you baptized in the Holy Spirit so you can get your prayer language because, because you see, sometimes you don't know what to pray. And when you don't know what to pray, that's when you pray in the Spirit because the Spirit will intercede for you before the Father and it's very, very powerful. And um, I remember, how many of you heard of Oral Roberts? You all know Oral Roberts, right? And how many of you ever been to the City of Faith that he... he uh, you know, built out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Anyone ever been there? To the college, there's the college, and there was a medical center at that time, and there's a big prayer tower. It's a beautiful place, and I've been there a couple times. And you know, the, 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 truth, the truth behind this whole thing is that you know how all that came to, to be? Oral Roberts walked that property and prayed in the Spirit, and as he walked that property and prayed in the Spirit, God gave him all of the steps to put that whole entire campus and school and hospital and all of that together. And God brought all of the funds, showed him exactly how to raise the money, all by praying in the Spirit. Do you see how important our prayer time is? Sometimes we're confused and mixed up and lost because we're not praying. God can't talk to us. I'm going to give you something else. You know, another thing that I learned about prayer is that when we, when we get into prayer time, we shouldn't do all the talking. Let's do our part, and then let's, sometimes you just need to spend some quiet time and let the Father, let the Spirit speak back to you, and you, you know, that's how you really learn to hear the voice of God. So sometimes I will pray, you know, I'll pray in the Spirit, and even as I'm praying, the Lord will speak, but sometimes I just listen quietly for the Lord to speak back. See, so prayer is of such vital importance to our, our lives that it must be a priority. The minute you get, the minute your prayer life begins to falter, the minute your prayer life begins to wither away, you're going to start to see that confusion's going to set in. Right? You're going to feel spiritual lack in your life. You're going to feel like the power source has been shut down. Meanwhile, the power's there. But prayer is, prayer is our connection. Prayer is our conversation. Prayer is our lifeline to the Father. So we've, 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 got to, we've got to understand that prayer is of great importance. And it's, I think it's something that we need to be reminded of all the time. And, you know, I think I talked about this before, but, you know, sometimes we get hung up at the, in, in a time of prayer. Now, if you're the kind of person that works better in a very strict regimen, then maybe, you, you know, and this, this, is, this works. Maybe you need to schedule in a time of prayer. Put it on your calendar. 
You know, I get up at this time in the morning and I spend the first 15 or 20 minutes or half hour, whatever you feel comfortable with, in prayer before the Lord. Maybe you're the type of person that doesn't do well with scheduling things in, but you're better, you're more inspirational, and you move on, the, on, the, on by the moment, by the inspiration of the moment. So then you, you walk through your day, and you, you have in mind, though, you've got to spend some time with the Lord, and you carve out that time during the day, during your lunch hour, during your you know, time where you can just set aside and just spend time with God in absolute quietness. And you know, pr- you can pray driving in the car, and that's a good thing. But sometimes... That doesn't work as well because you don't have full concentration on what you're saying and what you're doing. And sometimes, you know, I'm going to, be, can I be really honest with you? Sometimes we pray in the car and that's all we do and we say we've had our prayer time. And that's good. That's good. It's better than no prayer at all. But, but, but the, kind of, the kind of help that I need from God, I don't know about you, maybe you don't need this. The kind of directions that I'm looking for for God, the kind of instructions that I'm looking for for God, I'm not going to get them driving in a car while I'm trying to concentrate on steering the car and ducking the potholes and you know what I'm talking about. And dealing with road rage along the way. My road rage. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, that just doesn't cut it. I've got to shut down everything and just get into that quiet place, whether it be on the couch or walk in the living room or the bedroom, wherever I am, and spend that time just speaking to the Father, just praying praying and I do most of my praying in the spirit. I do do some prayer in English when I'm making requests of the Lord, when I have desires that I'm requesting or I have I have a, a specific question that I need answered. I will I will do that in in English, but then I spend most of my time praying in the spirit because I truly believe that my spirit you know, the Holy Spirit gets involved with my spirit, just like it says in, in the book of Romans, that, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit speaks mysteries out of my, out of my spirit, speaks uh, the will of God out of my spirit. So when you don't know how to, you don't know what to, what to pray, as Romans says, then you pray in the spirit with groans and utterances that, you know. So, so I do most of my prayer time in the spirit. And uh, boy, it is amazing how God will, I mean, just give you clarity. Often, you know, a lot of times I get my messages this way. Now, some of you don't understand it. You see, you don't, you don't understand how hard your pastor works. Some of you think that I will show up on Thursday and Sunday and Saturday night and that's all I do. But you would never know how difficult it is sometimes to get a message. Because it's not just a matter of getting a message. It's what does the congregation need? What are the needs of the people right now at this season and where they are. It's not, see, you can, just, you can pick out any message out of the Bible and, and teach it, and that would be good and powerful. But the, the work of a pastor is to minister, not just teach a lesson, but to minister the Word. And you'd be surprised at the times that I just, Lord, I don't know what to preach. I just get down in prayer, and I start praying and talking to the Lord and shut out all the distractions. And then all of a sudden, now this will work for you in a different way, but all of a sudden when I'm in my time of prayer, the Lord will just give me like one phrase, boom, just like that. Like developing, you know, developing the attitude of a conqueror. Boom. You see, and that all comes out of prayer. Now, you can do that same thing in, in your life. If you need, if you need, a, you need some direction, you're, you can use it on your job. You can use it in your family. You can use it with your kids where you need wisdom, where you need some direction, where you need some, you know, some, some word from God. When you get into prayer, see, that's why prayer is a priority. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors